all my podcasters. Welcome to The Ill, the Edmund Elder Library podcast. And first, I'd like to say I hope everybody had a great and safe, happy 4th of July. I know the weather t- turned on a lot of people and they didn't get to see the fireworks. Uh, fireworks shows was canceled. But their time with family and friends and probably a good picnic or a, a dinner together or a special day off work or something. Did you wear your red, white, and blue? I wore a shirt that my husband got me and him. We both had one years ago, and I put it on, took some pictures with him when we first got it, and then I never wore it again until yesterday. I wore mine yesterday. I couldn't find his, so I may have gave his away or something. I might have put it away somewhere. Hadn't located it. But anyway, um, it says faith over fear, and it has a picture of a warrior and the front has a cross, and it's red, white, blue, and the side, one of the sleeves has a cross on it, and then uh, the red and white part of the flag on the side of the shirt. It's really cool. But anyway, I wore that yesterday, and my family came over, and we had pizza, and uh, a skillet of um, sausages and potatoes, that kind of stuff. Mallory brought that over, and we had a, a fruit, fruit in the shape of a flag, various berries, strawberries, and marshmallows, and Cool Whip, Wet Ready Whip, and we had that, and um, just a good time together, and the little kids, my um, grandkids put on a concert, singing, playing musical instruments, and just having a good time, and um, then they, they and my daughter Melissa, they went to Jackson to the airport, and there were some things for the kids to do there. And then they went out and ate, and I finished childcare, and I just had a prayer time and just enjoyed the the afternoon. And so today is a new day. Today is a brand new day, and um, it's starting to get light outside, and we can see how much water we got from all that rain. God was putting on his own uh, fireworks show, a waterworks show. It was coming down and thunder and big booms of light. And then in between those, you could hear fireworks still going off here and there. Some people were still risking. (laughs) I don't know about risking, but they were taking those expensive fireworks and um, not knowing if they were going to go off or not because of the rain. It's like, man. But anyway, we could hear some. Uh, But God is good. Kept his hand upon us. And this morning's kind of foggy, but it's kind of a gentle, a gentle kind of look as the as the day starts dawning. But anyway, we're on page 149. 149 of Life After Grief, Choosing the Path to Healing by Rebecca Hayford Bauer. She lost her husband, Scott. Uh, she's a widow. To her, her husband was a minister. And uh, they were in their 40s. And, um... So she wrote this book several years, I think five years after after he had passed, trying to help others of us. No one. She'd been through it. And me, my husband died um, a year and ten months ago. So it won't be long. We'll be going on to two years. And oh man, I miss him every single day. I missed him when he was alive. I always keep telling you guys that. He worked so much. He was away. He was not hardly home. And when he was home, he had to sleep because he worked nights. We didn't have a lot of time together. But um, we were looking forward to that day of retirement. (laughs) 
we were looking forward to times and we always enjoyed our anniversary trips and we enjoyed um, our memories throughout the years. We had, I found a card yesterday from him that he wrote me for my 40th birthday and I told um, I told my daughters yesterday, I said, I'm going to get this back out and read it on my devotional for my on my 60th birthday. <laughs> and I'll just give you the, um, the gist of it. It's not, I don't have it in here with me. I'll give you the gist of it now. My birthday is not till September. <clears throat> but he was t- I was turning 40. <laughs> I was turning 40 and he was giving me encouragement. Tell me that God called Moses when he was 40. And that Abraham was 100. And then <laughs> and um, that at that time I had 60 more years. If I, I had 60 more years if I was going to live to be 100. That God could use me. Because I, I was feeling old. You feel old at 40. <laughs> But um, now I'm turning 60, so I say, well, if I, if I live to be 100, I've got 40 more years instead of 60. Wow. 20 years. 20 years ago, he got me that card. But anyway, I found it in one of my scrapbooks. So hang on to your cards, people. People, when you got cards from, from your spouses, put them somewhere. Be, be ideal if you put them in order somewhere. That's what I wish I would have done. I wish I would have put mine in order, and I wish I would have put it, uh, made a list of all the different things that we did on our anniversaries, because um, those were special trips, special times, and I don't know, so I know what some of them were. The very last one that we had together on our 38th anniversary was Pensacola, Florida, and we went on our trip there. On our way there, we stopped at this gas station called Bucky's. <laughs> we had never heard of one before. Now they're starting to be pretty popular. I guess we got one in Seaverville area, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge area. And I guess um, uh, Clarksville's supposed to be getting one, I think, here in Tennessee. But it's basically a Texas thing. But we were going to Florida. There was one in um, Alabama, I think, on the way to Florida. And uh, that's the one we stopped at. And we liked that. I, to be honest, we enjoyed that better than we did the Pensacola Beach. We found out that Mark and I well, he had trouble walking. He had um, he had some problems, and that sand wasn't easy to walk on. And I didn't like getting sand in my flip flops. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we weren't. I said if we had the grandkids here with us, we would enjoy watching them. We would have enjoyed watching the grandkids play. But as far as us, it wasn't so great. It's pretty. The um, it was pretty. Um, the sun over the water that was really pretty but anyway um, today we're on 149 interaction building a support system the broadway hit song people from the musical funny girl says people who need people are the luckiest people in the world we've looked at some of the difficult aspects of dealing with people on the journey but the fact is we wouldn't be able to make it through the valley without a lot of people walking along with us forming your team. We need people on the journey with us. My experience was that several people immediately emerged as people who were emotionally safe, trustworthy, and ready to take the time necessary to be with me for the whole journey. In track and field lingo, these people will be your anchors. There will be others who are like a relay team. They may be there for one lap, but not necessarily the whole race. That's okay. It's a fallacy to think that if people are not available for the whole journey, they aren't sincere. The Relay Team helps to bring fresh energy to the journey, provide insights for that season, season, and give the anchor people a break. This is certainty, not unworthy. 
And we need to accept the fact that not everyone who walks the journey with us is there for the whole thing. It's okay. They are doing the job the Lord sent them for. All of my kids ran track in high school, and they taught me that both the anchors and the relay runners are needed for a successful team. My sister immediately emerged as my main anchor person. Though she had three young children at home, she made time for whatever I needed. In those first months, she went with me to the market, held my hand in church, and intercepted people she knew I was not ready to deal with. I don't know how she did it. The Lord gave her great insight and wisdom to walk my journey with me. She made sure I was not alone. Her family invited me on outings and brought cake for my birthday. After the kids were in bed, she occasionally just stopped by to chat, with the understanding that evenings were long and lonely. She did this for months, and I'm forever thankful. Many others ran laps with me. Some even ran multiple laps, weaving in and out of my life for this year's long journey. To all of them, I'm ungrateful because I would never have walked this journey without them. And then, um, I just want to insert right there, um, for you, you that's going through grief, it's true that people, God will send people and podcasts and different things in your life to help you to cope, to see, to cope and to see that you're not alone in this. We've all experienced some form of grief and in aspects of others. I know I was 12 years old when I lost my grandma, my mom's mom. And that was the same year that we lost my dad's dad. But my grandma happened to live in the apartment behind our house and we got really close. She was like one of my very best friends. And so when my mom told me that she passed, I threw myself on the side of my bed and cried and begged God to bring back my grandma. I begged him. I wanted my grandma. But then I felt a calm. I felt in my spirit. I felt it was like she said to Jesus, tell Lisa that I'm sheltered safe in the arms of God. And at that time, at 12, I don't think I'd ever heard that song that Donnie Rambo wrote. I'm sheltered in the arms of God. I've heard that since then, and I love that song. But I remember when I had that, I got up, and I had that peace come over me, that Grandma was safe in the arms of God. So you know, sometimes it could be a thought. It could be a person. It could be a a book and an event. And it's true. It's true. We do need each other. But I, I have come almost to the conclusion that God is going to help some of us, as widows especially, as older people, and I don't think I'm old. I mean, I'm going to be 60 this year, and I know that a lot of people that's old. But my husband passed away when I was 57. One, it was almost, uh, he passed away on the second, and on the 11th, um, I turned, I turned 58. But um, I was like, I can't even draw Social Security yet. I might be able to at 60. But I, people say 62 or 65, 67. I hear different things. But it's like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not old enough to be a widow. That's what my first and my thought was. But as I go along this journey, it seems like I feel like God is trying to tell us, contrary to what I just read in this book, I know we do need people to a certain extent. But when it comes down to it, all we need is God. It comes down that He is our our source. People come and go. People do come and go. And people die. And people move. And people um, have their own lives to live. They have their own things to do. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Get to Jesus. Get your place with Him. Get a word from Him. Let Him give you comfort. And He's my comfort when I'm weary. 
He's my shelter from the storm. He's my armor when in battle and in the cold. He keeps me warm. It's a little chorus we sang when I was growing up. But get that. Get that place with God that you know. That yes, there's life after grief. And there's life day-to-day living with God. God will give you the grace that's sufficient for you. Keep trusting him. Let's keep pointing others to the cross. Jesus is coming soon. This is Lisa Peter, your host of The Eel, the Edwin Elder Library podcast. You have a great day. Love you. Bye-bye.